Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. He thinks it's the end of the world We can be like he is Come on, jokers Don't fear the Schmitty Baby, sell your stuff Don't fear the Schmitty Hey, let's dig a hole Don't fear the Schmitty Maybe he's the man La, 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 la La, la, la Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. How you doing? You staying safe? Here, I'm going to maintain a six-foot distance from you so uh, you, you don't... And I don't know if you can hear me. I'm not going to get close. Uh, to have me directly in your ear, this is a violation of our social distancing, if I remember correctly. Look at all of these fancy words. Can you already predict that Time Magazine's uh, person of the year will be the coronavirus germ that looks like a fucking tennis ball with a bunch of golf tees stuck in it and makes you want to vomit? Uh, can you already predict that the, the word of the year by the dictionary will be social distancing? Or that'll be the social phrase or whatever the fuck? Um... This, this simulation is too predictable, honestly. You know, you, you look, every single day, fuckhead comes out and says a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any fucking sense. Then the next day, he steps on his own dick and he changes his mind. And people are like, well, whatever. And then some people are like, he's great. And and now you got these fucking... And, and here, and look, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm, I'm bitching here in the beginning, but we're going to play uh, an older show in this, in this episode because uh, I got nothing new to say this week. I, I, I mean, maybe... You want me to fucking Howard Beale every single week and be mad as hell and not going to take it anymore and poke my head out of a fucking window and scream and try to get you guys to go ahead and join me. Uh, but or or you're you're perhaps and I've, I've look and I'm guilty of convincing myself of this. Perhaps you're over it a little bit and you're in because there aren't people who are just like, man, Mike, you should cheer up or why, why bitch about this? And it's like, what do you mean? Why bitch about this? What the fuck are you talking about? How are you? You got to be kidding me, right? Uh, and look, I've let myself down. Certainly there are failings in myself that have been exposed at this point. The fact that I have given back all the progress from my first two months of the year when I lost like 60 pounds and I've put about 35 back on and, uh, and just feeling gross. You know what I mean? That thing where, I mean, I guess I could go out and run, but I don't have a fucking mask yet. I can do pushups in my house, but then my house is going to smell like a dude. And I was, my house already smells like a fucking dude. Cause I, I, I live in it. Okay. That's fine. But the way I look at it is if I start working out in this fucking place, I live in a one bedroom apartment. What the fuck am I going to do here? I'm going to do push-ups and burpees and all sorts of dumb bullshit. And then the whole place is going to reek like somebody's ball sack. I can't. 
so you know, instead what I do, you know what I do? I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm a lovely, uh, clean, tidy individual. I'm showered every day. I'm wearing nice clothes, nice clothes. I don't know. Yeah. I rented a tux for the pandemic. Um, jokes on them. I rented it and then they closed. So now I get to fucking keep the goddamn thing and wear it every goddamn day. That's, that was the thing to do. Here's the thing. When you think a pandemic is on the horizon, when you think that somehow they're going to shut the fucking country down, go out and rent a bunch of stuff. Go out and rent like a fucking mulch maker and a fucking whatever. Do they still do rent to own furniture or as I like to call it, bed bugs express? Who the fuck is renting to own anything? Hey, you guys got shelves? Yeah, we got shelves. All right, bring those to my house. Look at me with these fancy shelves I'm paying for on time. Oh, I rented these shelves from a guy. Hey, are these your shelves? These are nice. Well, I mean, they're my shelves right now. What does that mean? Who has temporary shelves? Who, who has shelves that... What? I, let me go ahead. Let me rephrase this. What's the shelf life on these shelves? How about that? Let me ask you that question. Uh, well, I've got to get them back to the shop by the end of the week. What? what? Why would you rent shelves for a week? Well, I just wanted to see what the place looked like with them. You know, I'm thinking about expanding, going ahead and making some own changes and, uh, you know, going ahead and getting an idea. It's never wrong to have an idea. It's, look, certainly in my brain, I can picture shelves. All right. I'm not I'm no fool. Uh, but doesn't it work that much better when I can go rent some shelves and put them up and go, there you go. These are rent to own shelves. And what if I like these shelves? I can rent to own them. I can keep paying the the, the shop. That's what I want to do. I want to, I want to get my house repossessed because I felt three payments behind on shelves. Fuck you. Buy your stuff. Uh, and so I can't work out in this fucking joint because the whole place will fucking reek. And I mean, look, I got a couch. I got chairs. I got a fucking cocktail bench. And I got my own shelves. Back off. Rent to own people. Bed Bugs Express. Bed Bug Delivery Service. Uh, who are you to be bringing these fucking tiny critters into my goddamn house? That's right. I call them tiny critters. That's what me and Don Ho called them forever. Tiny critters in the glass. Isn't that what in the, in the, in the sea, in the bowl? I don't know. I don't know the words. What if I knew the words of tiny bubbles? That'd be fucking, that's even more of an indictment in me. I'm renting furniture. I'm writing. I know the words of tiny bubbles. What the fuck am I? 78 years old. Jesus fucking Christ. Am I some sort of world war two guy who came home and just fucking got, got a fucking suitcase. It's like when you leave prison, they used to give you 20 bucks in a suit. Now you just get fucking rent to own shelves and a goddamn uh, tux, which you don't have to return again. Like I said, folks, I may have come around to telling you that you shouldn't be renting shelves, but I'm going to go back around and say, if you see a pandemic coming, absolutely rent to shelves, rent the tuxedo, you get it in your house. You get to wear it all the goddamn time. Do you know how much mileage I'm getting out of tying and untying my bow tie every single night, just just pretending like I'm knocking off work. Like I'm, I've been at the lounge all night singing songs with uh, Matt Helm, and then sure enough, boom, I take off the tie. There we go. Look at me. Now me and all blue eyes getting reopened in the kitchen at 3 a.m. and me and him and Jilly Rizzo. So I'd run and tell fucking stories. That's how I handle my business. I get a rid of tux. Me and old blue eyes are there. Jilly's there. He's making sure nobody uh, approaches us. We're we're choking down some fucking ziti, choking down some orchietta, because that's what I want. I want pasta shaped like ears. Why did they stop at ears? Come on, Italians. Why don't you, how do you not make little hand pastas and, and, uh, like, and call it a, like a five finger, I don't know, pasta, uh, finger, 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 ore, finger, finger, lasagna. I don't know. You can't say finger, lasagna, finger, getty, uh, finger, getty. I like, I don't mind that at all. Finger, choli, masta fingers, Sp- <laughs> spaghettini, uh, finger, thumb. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to invent pasta names. All right. Here's the deal. Uh, so yeah, so I uh, it just it's just gonna turn into me sitting here and telling you about uh, the people we hate. Who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood? In your neighborhood that you hate? Well, you hate all the people who are running the goddamn country at this fucking point. And that's and look, I'm not being partisan. Everybody's a fuckhead. We talked about this last week, and that's the problem. We talked about it last week. We talked about it a week before that. Nothing's changing. 
you know, they're going to open the country soon, which is good news. That's great. I can't wait for a bunch of fucking dolts to go out and die. That'll be great. Um, and not you, if you're going out to die, I apologize. I don't want you to die. You got kids and you're lovely, uh, but stay home, please wash your hands and your face. It's just, it's just, it doesn't why I don't understand why there are people out there who are like, we want to work. I understand we're losing money. Okay. I get that. I'm, I'm very lucky right now. I'm going to get through April. Well, I don't know how lucky I am. I'm going to get through the next five weeks. So I don't know how lucky that is. I'm extremely lucky. I won't be homeless until June. How about that? Look at me just in time for summer. That's what I want to do. I'm going to go. I can hold out through the cold and whatever the fuck happens here in America. Uh, but then once June comes, oh, you know, April flowers bring May showers and uh, May uh, pandemic brings June uh, systemic, systemic, systemic racism. Maybe that's what it brings. Although I guess it would really when you think consider who's being killed by this goddamn disease. I mean, everybody's being killed by this disease, but it also it's picking inordinately on minorities. I don't know if it's picking on them or killing them. Really, let's 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 try to amp up our fucking language here. Um, and and here's the thing, man. I find myself. It's funny to find people that are their conspiracy theories that they find. They're all like, "Oh, it's a bioweapon, man. It was made in a lab, fucking China. Fucking China came for us, man. They sent this goddamn weapon over here, and they they started with uh, killing all the grocery store people because they knew that we were." capable of going and getting our own stuff off of shelves. Oh, really? Is that what happened? Uh, I, but I, I think there's a better conspiracy theory to be had in the fact that, uh, you know, you, you can say, well, you know, this disease is making everybody stay home. It's really not. This disease is kind of killing a lot of poor and minority people because they can't afford to stay home. So they're forced to work at the jobs that have been declared essential. And you're, you're basically working those people to death. You're actually, I mean, cause I mean, I go to the grocery store, look, I buy celery just like anybody else. I don't have a mask yet. I know I'm a, I'm a bad person. Um, but I'm not there for fucking 13 hours. I'm I'm not checking people out. I gotta be honest. These, as I've mentioned before, these people did not sign up to be the front lines of a war against fucking some virus that's murdering people. I, I don't know. I don't know how you tell fucking Tom the bagger. He needs to keep putting my fucking pasta in the bag when he could be dead in an hour because he doesn't know who I am or what I'm carrying. Uh, and yet people want to open the country, open it up. Got to go back to work. I've got to open up my gardening, uh, supply company. I, I absolutely need to get back to home Depot and start selling people sprinkler heads. What the fuck? This is the easiest fucking thing to do. Stay home. And I know all of us are like fucking five seconds away from catastrophe at all times, but doesn't this expose who we are as a people, really, when you think about it? The very fact that we are all five seconds away from catastrophe, shouldn't that allow you to now take this breather? Which, by the way, is going to set us back. There's no doubt. And the government should be helping us out a lot more than they are. And this is the thing I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do this this fucking week. But it's all I want to fucking talk about. But I also, whatever the fuck, nobody cares. (laughs) Wait a minute, you care? Everybody cares. This, but this is the stuff on my mind. There's no stories to tell. You know, I'm not, I'm not even getting to the fucking gym and I'm trying, I'm, I'm kind of snaking around trying to figure out how I can do that. Uh, but even then I'm killing people. That's the thing is, as I've mentioned on previous shows, it's not even about me. I'm unkillable. You know that I'm never going to die, but I could be uh, a carrier. I could be that guy. I don't want to be that fucking typhoid Mikey of the fucking old people Holocaust of 2020. I'm going to be that guy. 
All of a sudden, I sweep in and a bunch of people with silver hair take the fucking dirt nap because of me showing up. That sucks. And I didn't even mean to do anything. I was just going to lift some weights. Look at me. I'm getting on the treadmill for four miles. Ah, I'm sweating it out. All right, now I head home. And on the way home, my essence leaks out the window and kills a fucking old folks home. That's fucking terrible. All of a sudden, they find a bunch of fucking World War II veterans dead. The Nazis couldn't handle them, but I drove by in a fucking Toyota and laid them the fuck out. It's like a different, it's like a kind of a different Pearl Harbor. They, they survived the actual Pearl Harbor where fucking the Japanese came in planes and crashed into their fucking, uh, their, their naval base. But now they're stuck in an old folks home and I drive by in a Japanese car and finish them off. See, you know what? The Japanese tried in 41, couldn't get them. And now I come back in 20, in 20, in 20, 20, and I fucking hammer these guys into submission. And they fucking die in their plush chairs while they're watching their game shows. Whatever the fuck they have on. What do you, well, you can't imagine what they're watching in an old folks home. I, I can't. Can you? All right, let's talk about this. I feel bad for the elderly. I don't want to get old. I hope I die before I get old. Although too late. We all know this. But if you like, because I always read about these people who work in, uh, in nursing homes. I pay those people everything. That's another thing is people are always like, oh, these, you know, they're. These people aren't paid enough to work in old folks' homes. And then people are like, well, what do you mean? They're not medical professionals. Like, fuck you. They're, they're, they're helping somebody's grandma eat. That's a, that's a pretty good job. That's something that should be compensated. Give these people some fucking money. You know, and it's always these, they always say, oh, well, it's the lowest of the income brackets who can get that job because all they're doing is taking care of people. Oh, is that all they're doing is taking care of people? Is that all they're doing is reaching out? I can, you do, you do, here's what I'm going to tell you this. Go, go find right now. Go find an 80, go, you're even your grandpa who you love. Go find your grandpa. Then go to his house and feed him soup. Make him sit in a chair and open his mouth with a fucking neck and tucked into his shirt like a Benny Hill sketch and feed him fucking soup and see how long you can do that. And your grandpa just spitting up green beans all over himself and pissed off at you and telling you you're not holding the spoon the right way. Wondering why you're using a grapefruit spoon to feed him fucking minestrone. A grapefruit spoon? <laughs> let, let me tell you this. Your grandpa's going to never let you hear the end of it. If you use a spoon, please use a spoon to feed your grandpa. Uh, so that's what I mean. It's like, if you, if you want to fucking pay somebody, pay, pay those people who have to listen to the night terrors of somebody who survived the Korean war. Can you imagine that? You imagine like you're, the, everybody's like, Oh yeah, I work overnight at an old folks home. That's gotta be terrifying. That's just, that's just fucking endless shrieking, right? I mean, I guess maybe old people, does any old person sleep through the night? I think because no, because that's the way we, we come in kicking and screaming, climb out of a vagina, swim out, do the backstroke, whatever the fuck doctor gives us a rap on the fucking head or on the ass. Hopefully not on the head. Jesus, what's wrong with that doctor? And then we wind up in the fucking uh, clink for a while. You know, we wind up in the, in the, in the incubator and then we grow up and all of a sudden you're, you're like up on your own feet and everything's great. But all you're, but while you're a baby, you're shrieking through the night. You don't sleep through the night. You're shrieking, you're screaming and yelling and your parents have to, we've seen every commercial. The parents have to set a fucking clock and, oh, you get him this time. And okay. And then the husband drinks that fucking 24 hour energy and he's got to go feed the baby some milk. They always make the baby a chore in the commercial. Ah, uh, I'm you know what? I'm going to put this hazardous 24 hour energy drug in my body in order to feed my own offspring. Good Lord. How did I ever think about fucking, why did I ever shoot ropes into my wife? I should, you know, I could have slept through the goddamn night if I didn't unload into this fucking chick. That's what they're thinking to themselves on the commercials anyway. But in real life, look, it's all, we're all happy for our children. Everybody's very happy to have a baby. Um, but, but babies don't, they don't sleep. They're fucking shrieking in the middle of the night. They're screaming. 
Because they're dreaming of, you know, because Elsa, they were in a fucking warm house. They were in a fucking warm belly. They're like swimming around in the, in the amniotic fluid. And they got the fucking, you know, tying a lasso in with the fucking uh, umbilical cord, having a good time. They don't know what the fuck they're getting into. They only, you know what? Literally, this is what babies hear. Right now, if there was a baby in somebody's stomach, this is what they're hearing. Pandemic. Well, I don't know what... They want to open the country, but the pandemic is killing everybody. And the baby doesn't know what the fuck that means. And he's just here, on his, even out of the way of the birth canal, he's like, Pandemic, is this telling you the pandemic? And then all of a sudden he pops his head up, Pandemic, well, the pandemic is killing everybody. It's killing everybody, the pandemic, everybody's dying. And the baby's like, holy fuck. And he tries to do a U-turn and climb back up into the vaginal canal or whatever the fuck. Up in the birth canal, he's like, I got to get up there. I got to go back in that belly and live in that fluid. I had my own pool in there. What the fuck? Uh, but instead, nope. Now he's hanging by that umbilical cord and the fucking, like I said, the doctor gives him an elbow to the fucking head, MMA style. And then the dad is like, ha ha, passes out some cigars and they throw him in a fucking crib with a thousand other kids just fucking screaming all the goddamn night long. And so then he's just like, you know what? Fuck this. All right. This is what this world is. Everything seemed to be fine in there. I didn't have to really hear anything. There's a lot of people mumbling outside. You know, living, being in a baby in a pregnant belly is just like living in a, a one bedroom apartment with thin walls. You can sort of hear stuff out there, but you're like, eh, it doesn't bother me that much. I can still concentrate. I can still relax. I still got my own life in here. That's not a problem. Uh, it's only when you're outside interacting with those motherfuckers that it turns into a goddamn issue. So all of a sudden, the baby's just fine. He's in there. He's just like, ah, whatever. I wish these neighbors would keep it down, but whatever the fuck. But then he slides out, and it's just like this terrifying burst of light and language and pandemics and death. And he's just like, ah, he's screaming all night. No wonder babies fucking cry. Because, again, they were fine a second ago. But now you put them in a room with it, with a with a whole bunch of other kids in gravy boats, and they're just fucking laying there, looking around, going, "What the fuck, man? What what are we getting ourselves into?" Remember, remember before when we lived inside of a pussy? Wasn't that great? And everybody's like, "Yes, I loved it." And then that's why you spend your whole life because again, you're terrified. Doctor hits you in the fucking head. You have to sleep in a gravy boat with all these other babies, and then you're just thinking to yourself, "You know what, man? I was in a pussy. It was fucking awesome." And that's why we spend our whole life trying to get pussy, trying to get back in there. Where it's like, "Yeah, that's what I want." Uh, I may have veered off the tracks a little bit here. However, I will tell you this. Uh, so babies, they cry. They scream all night long. They're just fucking yelling into the goddamn uh, uh, ether. And then as they get older, that kind of stops. But then when you get to be like 70 or 75 or whatever, you know what happens? You, you just, it, it all returns. The night terrors, everything comes back. And you just scream all night long like you did when you were a baby. Our 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 lives are... are uh, Hopefully, intermittent bursts of pleasure and contentment bookended by endless screams. That, that's what I'm going to say our human existence is. Because all night long as a kid, you're just like, boo-hoo, wah. And they're like, here's a bottle for you. And then as a, a fucking grown-up, you're like, boo-hoo, wah. And then like some poor underpaid Hispanic chick is like, here is some soup. And you're like, all right, well, I guess I'll have the soup yet. But again, like I said, if you don't think we should pay fucking people to live in, and by the way, I might be inventing a straw man. Maybe everybody thinks that fucking people who are working in these nursing homes need to get a million dollars. I have no idea. Um, I'm just going by like when people say that there's essential people who run the economy and non-essential people and who should get paid and who shouldn't get paid. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? I, I don't just pay everybody. Just take care of everybody. These people come out of the fucking woodwork. And again, this is the thing. I don't want that. I don't want the show to turn into this, but this is what we got. This is who we are now in the world. I mean, because look, as I've mentioned before, I'm a guy who can get mad at a sink and have and probably done a show on it. Uh, and that was cute because everybody was like, oh, look at Mike. He's getting mad at a sink. Anyway, let's go outside and have fun in our great world. And now we're all on lockdown and you hear me getting mad at a sink and you're like, ah, fuck. Why can't Mike lay off the sink? Sinks are people, too. <laughs> Let fucking sinks get along and live their lives, Mike. Put your tuxedo on and quit bug, bugging out on the sink. You and Jilly Rizzo and fucking Sinatra having finger pasta in the middle of the goddamn night. 
Um, I can't imagine working in a, in a nursing home. I, one time when I was a kid, we, we had to go visit my mom's uncle. Uh, so my mom's uncle, that'll tell you, he's fucking a million years old, whatever the fuck he is. He's just, he's just, uh, you know, caramel apple shrunken head looking motherfucker. And I had nothing wrong with him. Good guy. I'm sure. Lovely. My mom loved him. So she loved him so much. I have his middle, his, my middle name is his name. Uh, and then she used it again on my brother, which I've told that story on her a million times. Um, but it's her uncle Glenn. Like she wants to go see him. We were in Andrews, Indiana. And, and look, that whole trip was a fucking nightmare. It was, it, I mean, look, I was excited for that trip from the beginning. I've told the story, I think in year one, uh, I was 13. We were going to, it was the summer of 1980 and we're like, all right, man, this will be awesome. Let's go to Indiana. Cause I didn't give a fuck about Indiana, but I thought, to, cause again, I thought to myself, all right, well, here we go. Big city Schmitty from Chicago is going to go to town and show these fucking dopey Hoosiers what the fuck's going on. And, uh. And it, I literally thought that, like, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to this corn pone fucking town where they, you know, drink moonshine and whatever the fuck. And there's about three X's on a jug and a bunch of hooch and country nonsense and Jews harps and whatever. And I was going to go there and be like, haha, look at me, sophisticated. I'm 13. I'm fucking 13. L- fucking flannel shirt wearing mullet having motherfucker. And I'm going to I'm going to come to town and teach these guys. Yeah, sure. I am. Well, look, I'm from the big city of uh, Chicago by way of now Bolingbrook. So we go to Indiana and uh you know, it's a small town. So literally the first day, it's not even a joke. The first fucking day we go, Lenny and I are in the yard playing Frisbee. Cause again, we're bringing, look, we're, and by the way, we brought the Frisbee. There was no, there were, we brought Frisbees to Indiana. There were no Frisbees in Indiana whatsoever until again, we came from the big city. And then we anticipated, I guess, that they would all come out of their homes and be marveled by a flying disc. I have no idea. I don't know what happened, but, but we, we thought it was a good thing to do. Uh, and then of course you get there. Every house has 10 Frisbees. You know, we, we, again, we were not smart kids. But we're in the backyard, we're playing Frisbee, and uh, this girl comes out to watch us play, and she's got to be my age, got to be 13, 14, and in my mind, I'm just like, all right, here we go. You know what? Pretty obvious word is out here in Indiana that the city boys have come to town to show off their wares, and I'm going to fucking impress this chick, and you know what? There's a good chance she'll even talk to me on this trip, although she might be too scared to. Don't be, you can't approach me. Again, very Chicago. But however, if I, uh, if I impress her, cause, and I will say this too, by the way, um, we do this in our brains, I'm sure, but I'm remembering this girl and she was very cute. Now cute at 14 is different than, you know, life has changed. Um, and I'm not saying that to disparage her. I guess what I'm saying is, uh, she was an angelic cherubic 14 year old girl with like with perfect cheeks and a great smile and blonde hair. And she had it stacked up on her head. Like it was all her hair was all pulled up in like a bun or whatever the fuck you call that. And, uh, and so in my mind, she looks like an angel. She's glowing practically. She had tan, you know, whatever the fuck. Uh, so she came out and I was just like, Whoa, I'm like, all right, well, here we go. Time to fucking put on that Chicago charm. Now, before I talk to her, I'm playing Frisbee with my brother. So I got to finish that. And she's watching. So here's me. I'm going to go all out with some athletic feats. I'm going to do, I, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Will I hot dog it a little bit? Will I jump and catch between my legs? Will I do a somersault? Who knows? I'll see where the day takes me. So, uh, so Lenny fucking guns one. Like he's like, all right, here you go. And he, he throws one fucking far and I got to run it down. Now, uh, look, as we've talked about, I'm 52 years old now and running, eh, I do it if I have to, 
ideally I can get back on the treadmill and start to really get into a shape where I'm uh, thinking about running and not thinking about dying afterwards. And look, by the way, fuck that. The first two months of the year, I was doing three miles a day when I lifted four miles a day. I, I did as, long, as many as six miles one day. And I loved it. I was great. I wasn't sore. I wasn't beat up. I wasn't like, oh man, I, this sucks. I loved it, man. I was fucking, I was starting to get that gym fix runner's high thing. I'm like, you know what? I think I understand this. I'm sweaty as a motherfucker, but I dig it. This is cool. Um, so, but when I was a kid, I, you know, we ran all the fucking time. We played football, we played baseball, we played fucking street hockey, hoops, whatever the fuck. I was an active kid. Even though I was a little pudge master, I was still out there fucking getting it done. So uh, sure enough, Lenny fucking whips one. And I set off in a dead sprint and I it practically like literally if you can picture me, I'm sprinting and then imagine me in slow motion, like looking over a cherubic, angelic, glowing, tan fucking Indiana girl and literally just kind of like, you know, striding, running, looking, winking and then making like a heart with my two fingers. You know, I'm in mean? just pointing at her and winking again and just fucking sprinting and just going, this one's for you, uh, Emily, whatever the fuck her name might be. And sure enough. I run and I get, I, and I'm, I'm fucking running it down. It's great. I'm in a yard. It's a, and also it's Indiana. So what the fuck? They don't have any fences. There's no fences in Indiana. It's just literally, it's a clan town. They got fucking crosses and houses. That's all they got in Indiana. So, and, and one, one old folks home that contains a very terrified old man who I'll get to in a second, but I'm sprinting dead sprint running and I get my hand on the Frisbee and I grab it. And as I grab it, uh, I've, I've made the catch. I have absolutely secured. I've secured the bag, as they say these days, ladies and gentlemen. I've, secure, I've secured the flat bag from Whammo. That's what I've done. I've reached up. I've grabbed a handful of Frisbee. I'm pulling it down and uh, gracefully as I sprint. And then I, uh, because again, I'm just breakneck speed trying to impress Emily, the cherubic angelic tan chick from Indiana, whose name I don't recall, but I'll call her Emily for the purposes of this goddamn story. And I'm at a dead sprint. I run, I get my hand in the Frisbee. I pull it down and it's just like, in my brain, I even went, all right. And then fucking wham! I, uh, I smash into something and I don't even know what the fuck it is. I got no idea. But I go down in a fucking heap. Like I just, I just get fucking blasted and I hit the fucking ground. I flatbacked, if I remember correctly, just like wham, feet come up. And, uh, and I go down fucking smash. Now I'll tell you this absolutely devastating collision held on to the fucking Frisbee. Yeah, that's right. That's who you're talking to. You're talking to a fucking athlete made the catch, made a football motion after the catch, got planted, still fucking got it, nailed it. And I know that angelic Emily, Emily with her tan and her fucking cherubic face, her, her fucking shiny ass tan legs. You know, it's, I, this is this is completely true. There's a song called Boys of Summer by Don Henley. And uh, when, when he says, um, I can see you, your brown hair shining in the sun. Uh, you got your hair pulled back and your wayfarers on. I can see you. Uh, doesn't he say, he says something about her tan. If I remember correctly. And that, that always, every time he's, that I hear that song, it would remind me of the girl from Indiana. Like, I don't know because, because of the way she looked, it was crazy, but she just had, uh, cause it was summer. You know what I mean? She just, she just, I think it's a line like your brown skins in the sun, your brown skin in the sun or your brown skin shining in the sun. That's what it is. Your brown skin shining in the sun. That's right. So every time I hear that, I think of her because she was completely tan. It was fucking summer. Uh, so I get smashed, right? Not even, like I said, I don't even know what the fuck I ran into. 
And I, I kind of, you know, I'm a little dizzy for about five seconds, but not long because I'm from Chicago. Uh, and I look up and it's a clothesline, man. It's a fucking, but I didn't run into the clothesline. Uh, I ran into the clothesline pole, which because it's Indiana is cemented into the fucking ground. Uh, I mean, I would have devastated any, any, any of your fucking normal setups. I would have fucking run through like the Kool-Aid man. I would have fucking been like, oh yeah. But instead this fucking thing is in cement planted in the fucking ground. Because again, these people don't have washers or dryers, whatever the fuck they just got clotheslines. They are, they might have washers, but not dryers. Certainly they got to hang their fucking clothes outside and that shit's not going anywhere. And if a tornado comes, they're lasting because in Indiana, the most fucking that that's, that's a rich house right there. You got your own clothesline and in the ground, you heard an in the ground pool. This is an in the ground clothesline line as long as it's fucking cemented and hammered in there everybody's like "Ooh, well did you hear about them did you hear about the wilsons uh they got that in the ground clothesline which a guy from chicago came and tried to fuck up and could not absolutely final score in the ground cemented indiana clothesline one cool chicago frisbee grabber zero uh so i hit the ground man i'm again i'm a little spinny just for like five seconds but I jump up like, yeah, I made the fucking catch. And I kind of look and I kind of you know, walk over and I look at her. She's in the porch and I kind of I literally look at her and I kind of nod like, hey, it's happening. How, you know, how fucking cool was that? Right. How fucking smooth was that catch? Did you see me? Did you see me just fucking Charlie Joyner, John Jefferson, San Diego Chargers, the shit out of that Frisbee just now? Did you see me do that? Did you see me Eric Coriel, Mel Gray, the fuck out of that Frisbee and fucking bring it down? You see me cliff branch the shit out of that sprint. Dave Casper, the fucking grab. I think you fucking did. I think you see me lay that clothesline out as I lay here clutching it, securing the bag. You know what? You know what I did? I secured the bag. You don't know what the fuck that means right now. But in 40 years, you're going to go, holy fuck, that guy, that cool guy from Chicago secured the bag in the backyard, securing the flat bag. Fucking awesome, man. Uh, but I did. I gave her the look. I looked at her and just kind of like, hey, what's up? Yeah, how you doing, man? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, pretty good. Not a, I do this all the time. A lot of catches, a lot of frisbee. You know me. <laughs> whatever the fuck. All of that said in one nod. And uh, I tried to be cool. I got up. I looked at her. And I just like, hey. <laughs> kind of, you know, I, don't, I don't think I said, hey. I just nodded. Like, yeah. Like, nodded. Like, what's up? And uh, she just goes, you're bleeding. And I said, huh? She goes, you're bleeding. And at that point, I felt it. And uh, I reached up on my head and I was like, oh, I, all of a sudden there was blood. I put my hand to my head and I pulled it down and there's blood on all three of my fingers. It's not like it's not like there's just this like maybe thing happening. No, dude, I am. There's blood all over my hairline and I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just kind of like, yeah, all right. Yeah, no problem. Whatever. You know, because what do you do? I can't panic in front of this chick. So uh, I go in the house. And, uh, of course, you know, bedlam ensues because I'm fucking bloody and I'm in a fucking strange town. Nobody knows what's up. So again, I'm, I'm, we're there for like two weeks to visit uncles and aunts and revisit my mom's fucking roots and whatever the fuck. And like I said, I'm going to be cool Chicago guy. I'm going to show them what's up and, uh, what happens. And if you know this, you know this cause you've listened to year one, uh, <laughs> I had to get taken to the emergency room and, uh, and I had to get stitches in my head. I think I got 10 stitches in my head. And, uh, not only that, they had to shave my head in the spot where the cut was. Cause it, was, it wasn't on my hairline. It was up on my scalp. 
Okay, you can still feel the bump if you come over to my house right now. Come over right now. I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling it as we speak. I'm feeling the bump. Uh, but I can. I there was a fucking huge lump and a gash, and they so they had to literally shave a, a, a fucking. I would say the size of a chocolate chip cookie spot in my hair. They had to shave it out and stitch my hair up and couldn't wash my hair the entire time I was there. <laughs> so, so Mr. Cool Chicago Frisbee fucking rampaging. Look at me. I'm Greg Latta against the Chiefs in the final seconds, catching one over the top of my fucking head and, and rolling into the end zone for a 28-27 fucking victory. Uh, that's me on the first day of my Indiana trip. Everybody's impressed and they enjoy me. And then the next two weeks, I'm this grubby fucking stitched up weird fucking donut shaved spot on my head with goddamn greasy hair. Cause again, I had a lot of fucking hair. I'm 13 at the time and it was just fucking all over the place. And it's, but it just gets greasy. And I, and I'm, I'm like, how do I fucking, I like, cause at the, at the time, man, that was when I was really obsessed. I, j- I was just becoming obsessed with my hair. Like if I didn't, if I woke up and I didn't get to shower, I would wash my hair in the sink every morning. I wash, I told you I would go out to the fucking bus stop and my hair would freeze because I just, I had to have clean hair because I wasn't, again, it's those things you make these choices when you're a kid. I mean, I was fat. Okay. Um, and when you think of the word fat, the, the word that comes right after it is, uh, I know you're thinking to yourself, you're like, Fat Tuesday? No, no, not when you're a child. Uh, when you're fat as a child, nobody's going, hey, Fat Tuesday, that's not coming up. Uh, nobody's thinking, hey, Fat Joe, because rap hasn't been invented yet. No, the word that goes with fat is slob. So I had to make sure that I was as clean uh, as possible all the time. It, it just became... It became a thing with me. I'm like, fuck this. I got to scrub up. I can't be, I didn't want to be associated. I didn't want to fall into a stereotype, I guess. So, uh, so I, I would wash my hair all the time. It was extremely important. And I gone, I was 13. I was like, Hey girls, you know what I mean? It was a thing. As I told you, we're talking about fucking Emily tan, fucking shiny, cherubic, angelic, Indiana chick. I noticed her right away. Uh, and then for the next two weeks in Indiana, I've, I've got the greasiest fucking mib just fucking hanging in my eyes and just gross. And, and also there's blood in it, too. There's dried blood in my hair. <laughs> I literally I fucking I showed up all bright eyed and ready to bring them tales from the city. And instead, by the end of two weeks, I look like the protagonist in a Ray LaMontagne song. It was just fucking awful. Just greasy, bloody hair, sad hangdog face. <laughs> uh, nine pound hammer or a woman like you. All right. So, um, yeah. So I, I didn't even know how I fucking spun off into that. Jesus Christ. Look at me telling you stories. All right. Um, so, so the point of this is I, I didn't want to turn this into a festival of, of screen. Oh, so that, fuck that. That's the whole point of going to Indiana. So we had to go to my fucking, to my, to my mom's uncle's fucking, uh, nursing home to see him. Right. And I'm 13. Like, and I told you, like, I already, you know, I, that summer is, is my dad died that summer. You know what I mean? So it's just like, uh, he, I mean, he died later, certainly. But I guess I was I, I I was all tuned up for it because I went to Indiana for two weeks and experienced the grimness of having gross, disgusting hair and then having to go to an old folks home, which is just just a pile of death. Because it's I, I look, I've talked about this. I don't want to go to wakes. I don't want to go to fucking funerals. I, I barely want to go to a doctor's office just because it's always those are those are misery headquarters, man. And I don't I don't. 
Not that anybody in the world does well with misery, but I just don't want to deal with it. I don't, and not even in a way where it's like, it's, it's psychically hard for me to do. It's, it's just, I, it's, (laughs) it's an inconvenience. You know what I mean? Like I don't, we, we all spend every second of every day struggling to stay as happy as we possibly can in the face of relentless beat downery. You know, whether it's now with germs or whether it's, hey, we've got to make the phone bill or is my kid going to go to school or is he going to be saddled with debt? Is is the heat death of the universe upon us with this climate change thing? I, I Every single one of us has concerns all the time. And I also understand as a grown up, man, you've got to go to funerals. You've got to go to these things. But but I mean, real life is already completely fraught with peril. You know what I mean? Now I've got to go and invite myself going to some fucking to go in a, in a dead room. That's the, that's the worst. So then, and I'll tell you what old folks home is worse than a fucking wake. You go to a wake. There's one dead guy and everybody else whispering. That's fine. You go to an old folks home. That, that is just a ticking time bomb of wakes waiting to happen. And nobody's whispering. Everybody's shouting. Because people won't take their medicine or they won't eat their fruit cup or like, hey, what room is 811 and people are screaming for help and they don't really need help. It's just that they don't know where they are because they've lost the plot on their lives. Their brains are all fucking scrambled. Everybody, everybody in the fucking old folks home, it's it's as if you just took a drill and, and burrowed into their frontal lobe and scrambled their memories up like a fucking omelet. So then they're just sitting there going, ah, you know, I kind of like game shows. Jeopardy's fun. And then in the middle of it, they just scream out, no, Chiang Kai-shek. And you're like, what the, what the, what the fuck happened? Why is he screaming about Chiang Kai-shek? I don't know. Get him a fucking morphine pill. We don't have any morphine pills. One guy's tackling him. The other guy's trying to hold him down. A guy's screaming about fucking Chiang Kai-shek and the Russian revolution. Everybody's like, I don't know why this guy's screaming about this shit. Well, it's because his fucking past life is coming up. Whether he actually had to be in a war with Chiang Kai-shek or he read about it in school and all of a sudden he had some traumatic thing that day where some kid spit in his hair and now he remembers every time he thinks of Chiang Kai-shek, he thinks about getting spit in his hair and it makes him scream in the middle of the fucking night. You can't predict the human body. Once you get old, your brain just turns into one of those fucking spinning wheels, like from, like like the Price is Right or even the Wheel of Fortune wheel, uh, where you just fucking grab it and you, you don't know where it's going to land. It, you know, it could land on, hey, pleasant picnic with the kids from 1997. All right, good. Looks like a good night. Or you can spin it and be like, oh, this is when that girl broke up with me in front of everybody in a restaurant and then threw a plate of spaghetti in my face. And then everybody called me spaghetti face for a year and a half. Wasn't that fun? Oh, Chiang Kai-shek! You don't know what memory is going to come into your fucking subconscious through the mist. Your whole brain is the moors. And, and, And you're just waiting for fucking David Naughton to climb out of it and tear your fucking throat out before fucking Griffin Dunn shows up dead and convinces him not to. Ah, the fucking human brain. The human brain, what a controversial place. <laughs> what, a, what a mystery, right? What a coin flip your brain is. And that's the thing, your brain, because look at me. My, I couldn't even remember the fucking line from, from uh, uh, Boys of Summer a second ago, and yet I just pulled Griffin Dunn completely out of fucking nowhere. You want a piece of me? Nobody does. I don't know, man. So this week was a controversial week for me, if I'm going to use that word again. Hold on, I'm going to have some water, first of all. Because I don't know... <sighs> Again, you know, everybody's send in the clowns. We need the clowns with the pandemic. Please make us laugh. I mean, I, I, I know I get that, but all I want to do is fucking bitch just like you do. I want to be like, oh man, these fucking idiots, the hell's going on. How dare they? How dare they try to shove these cures down my throat? 
Hey, you ever heard of malaria? Uh, you haven't, huh? It's because of this fucking pill I got here. You want to take a look at it? Fucking Trump opens a goddamn trench coat. Hey, check this out. Hydrocoxicteen or whatever the fuck. Remember that? The fish tank stuff? Yeah, go ahead and drink this. Fuck. Now this bullshit this morning. Yes, it is. I, it's Friday morning. I'm recording this. And and I just... Because I, I was at odds with myself, whether or not people really wanted to hear, you know, more of my bitching in the middle of a fucking time filled with bitching. <sighs> this morning, Trump at the fucking liberate Virginia, liberate Minnesota, liberate Michigan or whatever the fuck. It's like, dude, what do you, I don't. And then and that's the thing is I don't want to talk about this fucking guy. I don't, I don't want to talk. And, and because it's, and that's hard to do. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like if you lived in a small town, all right. And there was a gorilla that just, that showed up and just in, in the middle of the night would snatch a child and beat its head off rocks and leave its dead body on the fucking crossroads. Uh, and in the morning, what would everybody do? They just sweep the, you know, first of all, they'd be scared to shitless for in the beginning. They'd be like, fuck fucking gorilla. Goddamn night terror gorilla shows up and beats an infant to death every single night. That's fucked, man. We need some help here. But then after three years of night terror gorilla smashing the shit out of infants, you'd just be like, oh, great. Eh, somebody get a dustpan. Like, you know what I mean? You just, you're tired of cleaning up after night terror gorilla after he smashes an infant to death at the crossroads. Because in the beginning, and also in the beginning, he terrified all of us. He he would leave the body as a fucking a, a symbol or a signal and he'd just fucking throw it there at the crossroads and be like, why is it at the crossroads? Does that mean something? Is there something we need to put? What does he want from us? Does he want an offering? Should we leave offerings for Night Terror Gorilla? What does he want? And then three years later, like I said, he's he's still, he's still the Night Terror Gorilla. He's still behaving like the fucking asshole. And he's just like, haha, another dead baby. And we're all just like, oh, fuck, you know what? Night Terror Gorilla enough just fucking enough and you would think because the desired effect would be to catch night terror gorilla and 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 just, you know fucking kill him or do anything to him whatever throw him in a cage um but instead it's inspired all of us to just give up and go ah fucking night terror gorilla what are you gonna do and also it doesn't help that 40 percent of the fucking small town thinks night terror gorilla is not bad <laughs> I think he's okay. They're like, all right, you know what? I don't mind Night Terror Gorilla. You know, sure, he's killing kids and stuff like that. But let me, because here's another thing people will do. They'll be like, hey, you know, uh, Night Terror Gorilla is fucking terrifying. Like he's killing infants and leaving them at the crossroads. This is fucking awful. And then there's 40% of the people are like, yeah, but you know, when you think about it, Night Terror Gorilla, at least we know what we're getting into here. Sure, Night Terror Gorilla is here. He's going to kill kids and leave them at the crossroads. But, uh. Let me ask you this, and I'm, I'm going to ask you this, and I'm going to demand that you'd be honest with me, and you think about it the way I'm thinking about it. Uh, since this appearance of Night Terror Gorilla the past three years, have we had any visits by Night Terror Werewolf? And and people are like, I, no, I mean, I guess not. Oh, so maybe Night Terror Gorilla is not that bad. No, no. Night Terror Gorilla is awful. He's killing kids. Well, who's to say that Night Terror Werewolf wouldn't be worse? What if Night Terror Werewolf came in and he killed two kids a night? Wouldn't that be fucking awful? Well, yes, but he... No, ha, ha, you just said yes. So now you agree with me. No, I don't really agree. You do. You just said yes. I'm not listening anymore. Night Terror Gorilla stays. And then we all have to put up with fucking Night Terror Gorilla because, again, 40% of the people are always like, hey, what about what if Night Terror Werewolf came and he tried to ruin everything? Well, he's not here. Fuck your straw man. Fuck moving the goalposts. Let's fucking kill Night Terror Gorilla. Uh, let's let's save a baby. Can we save a baby and kill Night Terror Gorilla? Can we just do that as a nation, as a town, as a village? Can we have a, 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 a fucking vote on it? No, we can't. 
because because forty percent of of this village thinks that Night Terror Gorilla is doing just fine. You know why? Because he makes the other sixty percent of, of of Night Terror Town feel upset, and that's all that matters. Because one time, someone in the sixty percent of Night Terror Town, uh, they they were mean to me at the supermarket. And they were telling me that I should go ahead and understand that there are sometimes people who need to be understood and need to be fucking uh, given a break sometimes, you know, and try to get a hand up. And I said, fuck you, man. How dare you? You know, I, I grew up in Night Terror Town. Don't tell me you didn't you didn't you're not from Night Terror Town. We well, actually I was born here. Yeah, but your dad came from somewhere else. He came from fucking uh, uh, Stilted Scream Village. So don't fucking come here from Stilted Scream Village and tell us in Night Terror Town how to behave. Well, I mean, I've lived here my whole life. Doesn't matter. Your dad's from Stilted Scream Village. Jesus, fuck. Enough. Hands, feet, arms, legs. Lungs, heart, kidneys, liver, ribs, fucking skin. Doesn't matter what color it is. You're a fucking person. These people are people. (laughs) Why should it be? And this is the note I always fall on. It's so stupid. I don't know. I don't know why it's because this is because this is what's overwhelming me these days. This is the thing where when I see them now saying, oh, we you know, we got to keep these people out or these people have to go. You're just like, man, I don't fucking people are just everybody's a grown. Everybody's. Do you hear a dial tone? Do you guys hear that? Is my neighbor taking does he have a landline? First of all. And second of all, is it off the hook? What's happening next door? Oh, Christ. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't. So uh, so that's the deal, man. You don't want to hear me bitching, right? Nobody wants to hear me sitting here and fucking screaming into the void like all of you guys are. Because that's all we're doing is we're all screaming into the fucking void. All of us are pulling up the window and going, Howard Beale, yelling into a fucking... And, and, I, and I need to see more... Uh, I need to see more of these people that are clapping at seven o'clock PM for first responders. I, I, uh, I know it's a lovely sentiment, but how do we get these people some money and some fucking masks? Could we do that instead? I, I guess I'm supposed to feel good about everybody going, Oh, you know what? Slow clap for that nurse who a guy spit blood in her eye today. I good for you better if there, but for the grace of God, go I, I, I mean, look again, I, I support doctors and nurses, I, but I want to support them in a tangible way. I would like to give them some money or some time off. And, and here's another, uh, did you see like fucking empty platitudes? Like it's when it's like thoughts and prayers. Whenever there's a fucking school shooting. Did you see that they had some sort of Air Force flyover Vegas or something over Nevada to to show the can do spirit of Americans, even in this time of pandemic crisis? I, I don't. And I it just in my brain, I'm like, look, I guess somewhere some fucking five star oak leaf cluster flag addled general fuckhead said, but you know what? Let's do this. Let's send up some planes, fly over, give them a sonic boom. That'll fucking wake everybody up and tell them, hey, you know what? We're all in this together. Well, instead of that, and again, hear me out. I don't know anything. I don't know the military. I'm just a comedian. I get it. But uh, what does it cost to fly those planes? I mean, it can't be cheap to fucking rev them up and take them out for a fucking spin over a darkened Las Vegas strip. But yeah, what do we, uh, roughly, it's five five planes, even if it's a grand each. Let's say that. Say it's a thousand bucks for fuel. Uh, you know the the pilots, whatever the fuck. Even and I think I'm low there. I think I'm low. But I'm gonna say even if it's five thousand dollars. What if? Hear me out. 
What if you somehow had spent $5,000 on masks or gowns or, or even uh, pizzas for the people who are working at the hospitals in Las Vegas and trying to keep people alive? Or what if you took that $5,000 and you rented out a block of rooms in the MGM Grand and you let some homeless people get a fucking shower for once? Um, I, I just these empty fucking gestures of, uh, of, I guess you do what you feel is right and you do what you think you're in your power to do. So if you're, if you're some guy with red, white, and blue sunglasses on, you're going to go, Hey, you know what? Let's give these people a, a show of military might to show them that we're behind them. Well, you know, I, that's not helping anybody, buddy. <laughs> why don't you, uh, why don't you go down and give five grand to the local soup kitchen so they can start giving cabbage water to people who are dying and sleeping in fucking storm drains. I hate that it comes to this every week now. You know, I don't want it to. I don't want to be this guy. But at the same time, this is this is where we're at, man. You know, so I try, I try to bring a mix of whatever the fuck. And even this week, I was like, eh, nobody. Because again, I, what am I going to do? Bitch about Trump every week. Bitch about the briefings. Bitch about all this kind of shit. Because eventually, you're going to fucking get tired of me and tune me the fuck out. You know what I mean? Whether you're my friend or you're just a listener or you're in this with me together or whatever the fuck, you'll... Uh, You'll just go, man, I, you know, this is relentlessly bleak. We already get a we would get a lot of relentlessly bleak as it is. I don't need to fucking tune into a podcast to get relentlessly bleak. And I mean, maybe I could be doing some kind of whack-a-mole game or some fucking trivia bullshit. I mean, I, I could figure that out. You know, that'd be fine. Um, and I'm, and I don't say that to slag people who are doing that. There are people who are doing good things. And, uh, and I'm, I guess I'm more making fun of my own shortcomings. You know what I mean? If you go, if you go to another show where they interview people and they talk and they have fun and they're, and then that's a different thing, but this is just me. And, uh, and that's been kind of my secret weapon for years is that it's just me. So I can come at it with my point of view and I don't have to worry about anybody else coming in and fucking doing this or that. And, and I don't know, maybe I'm going to have to figure out some kind of adjustment at least, uh, at least for the next, you know, fucking year we're all trapped inside. I don't know. You let me know. I mean, I, I want to hear from you. I'm opening up the phone lines. <laughs> Houston. Hello. Uh, I'm going to do the best I can to do what I do. And, and, and like I said, I'll try not to be too fucking bleak all the goddamn time. But it's, it's, you know what, you and you and I both know it's kind of fucking hard <laughs> when you see them doing military flyovers and going, yeah, there you go. Eat that homeless people. Go ahead and have a big ass bowl of fucking jet fuel. That, that's delicious. Hey, see those, see those fucking lines in the sky. That's, that's freedom lines that came out of our plane to show you that, well, I'll tell you what, your air force is here and ready to bomb any fucking brown people who need to be bombed next time they bring a goddamn German to this world, right? I don't know. Can you bomb a germ? Well, I'll tell you what, if anybody, if anybody is going to find out whether or not we can bomb a germ, it's going to be this country. There's no doubt that if, if there, if you can bomb some sort of germ, if you, maybe are they inventing a medicine bomb as we speak? I have no idea what they're doing. I don't know. I know that they're busy yelling at one another. Like I said, fucking, you know, the, the government is mad at governors and then all the, and all of our, our country is all breaking off now into like the big 10 and the sec. Like what the fuck is that? All of a sudden yesterday I saw like the pac 10 got together and they're like, you know what? We're going to protect the West coast. And then today the big 10 is like, all right, we're going to group together. And then there's the big East that's going, all right, we'll do the whole world is being divided up tournament style. That's fine. I guess we'll have a playoff later. Uh, and, and the people who won't group up, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. I mean, what the hell? It's like, it's pretty obvious that nobody's coming to help you unless you're Florida because Trump needs it in, in fucking 2020 in November. So he's going to send them fucking everything. He's sending them ventilators. I mean, he, he you know what? There's, there's a good chance that they have a vaccine already and it's just in Florida, but he's told everybody to be quiet. 
and he might have smuggled it down there. You know how he smuggled? <laughs> Here's how he brought it down there. Uh, he fucking he had the bandit bring it. Fucking Jerry Reed and Burt Reynolds and a black Trans Am and a fucking and a and a goddamn they they had twenty four hours whatever the fuck to get it over the state line. They ran and made a vaccine run and brought it to Florida. Ding 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 ding. East batted down, loaded up and trucking. They were gonna do what they say can't be done. They had a long way to go and a short time to get there, but they made it. They brought the vaccine and now every meth fucking crankhead with a tattoo on his neck is getting a goddamn vaccine shot while other people are dying because they voted the wrong way. What a fucking mess. <laughs> what a what a nice country you've carved out for yourselves. Uh, hey, you've got to take care of these Florida fucking, these, these fucking bass salt eating motherfuckers who are just out there with fucking, like literally... The the uh, they don't even brush their teeth in Florida anymore. They just put the they just put drugs right on their because their teeth are so clean from putting the drugs on their finger and rubbing it into their gums after they do a few bumps. They don't have to brush anymore. They got I mean they got to wash their hands to get the fucking plaque off, but they get the cleanest teeth in the fucking business because they're busy grinding coke in them for fuck's sake, or they're grinding their fucking teeth in their sleep because they're meth heads and they don't have fucking worry about it. Oh, God's waiting room. What a goddamn mess. And my mom's trapped down there. I just picture my, my mom is, you know, her and my stepdad. My stepdad's got COPD. My mom's all fucking, you know, she's had pneumonia 71 times. And they're just in an, on an island in the middle of all of this, just surrounded by alligators and meth heads. And just, I'm like, oh, man, germs. It's just like, what the fuck's going to happen to them? That's just, my mom and my stepdad are like, you know, when she's talking about going to get groceries, I'm like, you can't, there's germs and shit. And also, but I don't even tell her, like, I didn't want her going out before the germs. It's Florida. Don't go outside of your house. Florida is just like a giant frogger game. You're on one side, you're trying to cross. And it's just, it's just fucking again, meth heads this way, fucking cranked up hillbillies the other way, fucking germs and, and fucking, and also just risky fucking dopes who think it's hilarious to jump off of an RV and smash through a card table. Those guys are there as well. And that's and you're just trying to get to the store, but you got to cross the fucking busy ass Frogger Street filled with fucking meth heads and, t- and neck tattoos. Jesus Christ! Uh, and I got to hope my mom survives. I got to hope somehow she fucking makes it work. Uh, and she will. I'm sure she will. My mom's tougher than the rest, you know. I, I'm, and they'll they'll. I but I. But she's like, it, it's it, my mom's in the house in Night of the Living Dead where they got the siege happened at the end where they just barred up all the fucking windows and outside is just the real world. And nobody wants to deal with the real world these days, do they? I know I don't. You know what? Like, like I said, man, let's all let's all just clamber back in. Let's try to go fucking hide in the baby house. Ride this out together. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy and at Instagram.com and Snapchat.com and something else.com and why are you giving so many initials.com and Jesus Christ. Let's try that again. <laughs> uh, you can follow me. You can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy and follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. And I'm on Instagram and Snapchat at Mike40YOB. I'm also on TikTok at Mike40YOB. I don't know why. Uh, I know why, because number one fan, Liana, the beautiful, the lovely, the talented from Texas, she said, hey, you should put TikTok on your phone. And I said, cool. And I haven't opened it since. I downloaded it, but I haven't even, I haven't opened it even to look at what's going on on there. And I should though, right? I should be ticking and talking for you people or ricking and rocking, clicking and clocking, whatever they do on there. Whatever you kids do uh, on the TikTok these days, perhaps I should go ahead and participate in that. Says the guy who put out his podcast on a Friday afternoon. Uh, But yes, why not? Although I've been doing twitching every day. We'll talk about all that on the other side.
but yeah, so TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, I'm Mike four zero by uh, Y O B. <laughs> hold, let me sip some water. Hold on. Mike four zero Y O B. You can find me on there. Uh, and, and do so reach out to me, reach out and touch somebody's hand, make this world a better place. If you can meet out in Dutch, dumb buddies, and mate dis Merle a better pace. Ip do tan. Uh, also Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this show. Uh, find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. I should find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks at some point. Uh, and of course, David Mix Hernandez does all of the music and all of the uh, artwork for said show. He is the king. You will love him if you go ahead and be his friend at facebook.com slash David Mix Hernandez. And, uh, and he will be your friend and that'll be great. And then you can go look at his, his artwork that he does. You go, go to his photo section and he's got it all partitioned off. You can check out the artwork he's done for my show. He's been tagged in all of it. Uh, he's also done all the artwork for the Westside 86 Jokers page which is uh, fantastic, changes the uh, timeline for that pretty much every week. Uh, and he's got his own projects that are that are, he's he's concentrating on. He has his own closed group, like a girl's group. I don't know about that, but I know it's a closed group. It is this is dumb, that's dumb, you're dumb, I'm dumb. You want to be uh, involved in that group? Of course you do. Uh, it's got, a, it's got a, a, a major appliance that feels like it needs to wear a hairpiece. It's got that. It's got a hot chick who's constantly taking her clothes off. It's got like a wombat who tries to go down on her in a hot tub. It's got uh, uh, like a, 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 a round oval Christopher Hitchens. It's got a mummy leper. It's got all it's look. It's got everything you could ever possibly want. Uh, is there a Dracula? There might be a Dracula involved. I don't know. Is there a Bigfoot? I think there's a Bigfoot. Uh, Bobby Bigfoot. That seems like it's you now he'd, he'd think of a much more clever thing than that. Uh, but whatever the, the, the point is, if you join the page, you'll be able to see these goddamn things. The first thing you got to do though, is be his friend, facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Go look at all of the artwork. He's got logged and locked down yawning, Wah. logged and locked down in his artwork section. Go ahead and look at that. Peruse the folders. If you will, as Dusty Rhodes would say, if you will, and you'll see the amazing work he's done, not only for himself, but for this page. And he can do for you as well. Did you know that by the way? Uh, you know, you're going to join that. This is dumb. That's dumb page. And certainly that brings you a little closer to David, but if you'd like to be even more close to David, practically on top of him, if you'd like to climb on top of David's shoulders, master blaster style, uh, you can reach out to him because he can do artwork for you. You see this cool ass artwork he does for me, the amazing artwork he does for himself on his pages and things like that. Uh, well then you definitely want to go ahead and get him to do artwork for you. And you can hire him to do that. The man's for hire have brush. will paint. Have hands will sculpt, have uh, tobacco will spit. Whatever you want him to do for you, he can do it. You just got to hire him and pay him enough. And uh, and I'm telling you, that's the thing to do. First of all, again, be his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Look at all the artwork that he has. But also, here's what you want to do. You want to be his pal so you can hire him to do a thing for you. And to do that, you got to go to his website. What's his website? Well, I'm about to tell you that right now. Artbydmh.com. Go there, peruse and look. Now, again, you're already been you've been informed by all of the artwork that he's done on Facebook, and you see that stuff, and then you see this completely different side of him at the website, and you're like, holy fuck, this guy is a renaissance man. He can do whatever the fuck I ask him. And then you'll probably try to conjure up some hard thing you think you can't do because you're trying to get over on him. But the joke's on you. You're still paying for it. If he does it shitty, you still got to cough up the dough. But my man would never do it shitty. You could tell him, hey, do me a favor. Can you uh? create the Fibonacci sequence out of uh, like fucking wet pasta, like limp pasta. And he'd be like, yes. And he would fucking do that. 
And then look at you. You got, you've got carbonara egg on your face. Uh, so don't do that. Hire him to do cool ass things for you. Cause that's what he wants to do. Go to his website, artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. so lost sometimes days pass and this emptiness fills my heart when I want to run away I drive off in my car but whichever way I go I come back to the place you are All my instincts They return The grand facade So soon will burn Without a noise Without my pride I reach out from the inside In your eyes the light, the heat, your eyes I am complete in your eyes I see the doorway To a thousand churches The resolution Of all the fruitless searches Oh, I see the light and the heat Oh, I wanna be that complete I wanna touch the light, the heat I see in your eyes Light the heat, 
I am complete. I see the doorway to a thousand churches. The resolution of all the fruitless searches. Oh, I see the light and the heat. Oh, I wanna be that complete. I wanna touch the light, the heat I see in your eyes. Sponsors, how, why, who would sponsor this as the world is ending? Who's got that kind of disposable time and cash? Uh, well, there's only one man who steps to the forefront. There's only one man who can tell you about it. There's only one man who can bring you his sponsoring goodness, and he comes to you through me. I am merely the conduit. In fact, I think that 12 years ago, I started this show just for this moment, just so I could bring you the good works of one fearful Jesuit and the uh, the Paranoid Strain podcast, folks. The Paranoid Strain Podcast is available right now in the iTunes store. You can go ahead and download it. Why wouldn't you? You should. You should subscribe. Not just this week's episode or whatever, the, the most recent episode, which is about, um, I don't know if you've heard, the world is being ravaged by germs and the Paranoid Strain is on top of it. And I think probably working on another one right now, just trying to get more clips of Rush Limbaugh sounding like he's on helium and then go ahead and put out a new episode. Um I love the idea of him not being able to find a conspiracy theory about this fucking germ thing, because please, please, I told you, everybody else in the fucking world is like, and now it's not even like bats anymore. Now somebody ate a fucking, a pangolin, which is uh, a penguin in a vest. I don't fucking know. What's a, what's a pangolin? I, I, I respect China. If, uh, this, this whole finding species and eating the fuck out of them, that's a good plan. That's what we should be doing these days. We just, let's just eat everything. Fuck this. I mean, already, I, I told you, I can't find any eggs at the grocery store. So so maybe I find an ocelot and I fucking choke that down. What the hell? I'll, I'll, I'll boil a fucking grasshopper and see what the fuck happens. Why not? What, everything's over. Everything's upside down. Things are crazy. China's had it from the jump. Let's eat a fucking penguin. Let's put a fucking penguin in some goddamn sweatpants and eat it and call it a pangolin. Why not? Uh, pangolin sounds like, uh, because <laughs> it sounds like the Marvel knockoff villain. Once they heard about the penguin, you know, like when they would always have these, there'd always be something to be kind of close. You know what I mean? So, uh, so DC had the penguin and Marvel's like, Oh, we gotta have the pangolin. And he dresses the same way. He's got the monolith or the monolith, the fucking, uh, literally my brain just went monolith Molotov monocle. Jesus. Fuck. My brain is short fucking circuiting it right, right in front of your very ears. Uh, you know why? You know who does that? The pangolin. The pangolin will get to you. Would the pangolin be a hero or a villain? I don't know. I like the idea of a dapper penguin because everybody thinks a penguin's got a tuxedo on already. What if you put a tuxedo on a tuxedo? Everybody's like, ah, oh, man, it's like lipstick on a pig. Bullshit. I go, that's like tuxedo on a penguin because now you're just overkilling the shit out of it, but also you're improving it. You can improve some stuff by overkilling it. Just ask men at work. They'll tell you. It's just overkill. Uh, get a pangolin and a penguin and throw a couple of tuxedos on those two, send them out in the goddamn town. Just a couple of waterfowl. I got to be honest with you. I have been following a, uh, on Instagram, I follow the Shed Aquarium, which is an aquarium from when I was a kid. And I might've told you this already, because again, there's nothing else to talk to you fucking guys about. I keep repeating the same shit over and over, but there's the, the, the Shed Aquarium. Oh man, they're doing fucking yard work outside. Please don't come close to my house. Can you hear it? If they come close to my house, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I'll throw this microphone right through the goddamn window. And it's my own fault. Again, I recognize that because it's, look, it's, it's prime 
leaf blower time. It's not like I'm doing it. You know, when I record the show at three in the morning, there's no dangers of leaf blowers. Uh, but now in, in the daytime on a Friday, of course, although I let these poor people go home, you know what? I'm going to just fucking go outside. Hey, Luis and Juan, here you go. A couple of bucks. Get home, stay out of this germ holocaust that we got fucking rolling just so you can keep my fucking hedges trimmed. Uh, Although I'll tell you what, I, you know, I am, I'm in that mode now where I'm like, I need a pedicure. I need to get waxed. I need all this kind of shit. Just dip me in paraffin, dip me in pangolin paraffin and, and preserve me for the end. Get me ready. I'll tell you what, once this fucking thing ends, I'm going to go out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I told you, I'm already going to finger blast a nurse. We're figuring it all out. Whatever. Although they'll be too tired to fucking fight me off. What a fucking drag. Why would I choose a nurse? Haven't they suffered enough during this pandemic? The Paranoid Strain podcast is available in your iTunes store right now. Why wouldn't you buy it? What the fuck's wrong with you? Although it's not buying, you're just downloading, you're subscribing, you're listening to Genius uh, at work. You'll get to hear sibling Jesuit get mentioned. You'll hear all sorts of cool ass stuff. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Right? You'll hear about a death angel on the loose, passing out attitude adjustments. Get on board with the new fucking Paranoid Strain podcast. You want to write them a note? Write them. Theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Write our good friend Fearful Jesuit and tell him, hey, man, Mike's great. And then he'll go, well, I should continue to sponsor the show, even in these horrible economic times. <laughs> I don't know what's going on at the compound up there. I don't know if the monks are just eating rice or what the fuck. Uh, you know what? Actually, I will say this. Their belt tightening ways are already in effect. They're no longer writing the Bible on grains of rice. They're eating the actual grains of rice. No longer, no longer is the rice being used as an art project at the Fearful Jesuit compound. It's now being boiled for soup. They're going with a grasshopper, a couple of grasshoppers and some rice. Now you got a stew going. There's a lot of meat on left on that bone. Uh, all right. So here's the thing. The Paranoid Strain podcast is available in the iTunes store right now. You should download it and listen because he's getting to the bottom of everything. Don't you want to do that? Or maybe, you know, look, hey, uh, you might, maybe you're a top. Maybe you want to get to the top of everything. But if you're a bottom, you want to get to the bottom of everything. I'll tell you what, I'll have a top come by and he can, he can top me to the bottom of everything. Let's do that. I've been in quarantine a long time. I don't mind doing that. Uh, top or bottom? What would I be? Hmm, let me think. As I drink water, I'm not going to ponder that shit. I'm not that far gone. And I'm a straight top, right? I can't be a bottom. I just be an annoying bottom. All right. Uh, I know too much stuff about too much stuff. I got to fucking turn my brain off sometimes. Maybe I'll do that today. You know, I haven't had my television on in like a month. Maybe I turn that on. Maybe just, maybe just dive into a Netflix pool. What do I do that? What if I watch a bunch of movies today? You don't care. It's Friday. Fuck. Hold on. The fucking lawn guys. Are they coming close? Turn that shit off. Is that a leaf blower or a truck? Like, I, I don't even fucking know. All right. Hi. <laughs> oh, you sons of bitches. Am I going to have to stop down? Don't make me stop down. It's late enough. The show's fucking late enough. You guys can't hear that, right? <laughs> and me pointing it out isn't fucking helping at all, is it? God damn it. All right. Don't come near my house, you sons of bitches, or I'm going to have to fucking throw my... Oh, Fuck. All right, fuck you, I'll be back. Fuck. Number 23. Cobble termite! I am Yeep! Herald to Thorgar, Hell's most ferocious torturer! Barbarous soldier of Abaddon! We take a number. A number? Such insolence! Thorgar will enjoy flaying the skin from your back with his fanged whip! Bathing in your Look, I own this deli. You wanna eat, you gotta take a number. You dare! Very well, Thorgar. 24. 25. 26. 26. Thank you. I am 
18 fucking minutes. Are you kidding me? I got to stand down for 18 minutes while you fucking guys trim a bush. What the fuck, man? Uh, wasn't, wasn't, it, wasn't the Watergate thing 18 minutes? There's no 18 minutes of missing audio. Fucking Richard Nixon and his goddamn cadre of Mexicans come in here and make my own fucking personal Watergate happen in a goddamn April afternoon in fucking Valley Village, California. That's right. I'll give out my address. I don't care. Send me a fucking package. All right. Uh, order it from Amazon. It'll be here by fucking September. Uh, by late September, and I will not be able to receive it because I really should be back at school by then. All right, uh, here's the deal, everybody out there who's alive. Uh, what were we fucking talking about before fucking Jose and the Blow Boys came through and cleaned out my goddamn gutters? <laughs> Juan, Jose, and the Blow Boys came through, fired up their jet engines, and fucking ruined the goddamn podcast. Uh, they've ruined nothing. Look at us. We're all the same. Um Paranoid Strain Podcast. Maybe I was talking about that. Parano- let's, uh, let's go back to that. Paranoid Strain Podcast. Available now in the iTunes store. Go ahead and download it. Go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and write a note. Leave a note in the iTunes store talking about how great it is. My, uh, like I said, write theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Tell uh, uh, Jesuit how much you love the show, how much you love me, and how much uh, you're excited to be on board with the show, courtesy of me. So then he continues to sponsor, and I don't go completely broke in a month and a half. Uh, but who knows? Perhaps I will. I, I can't argue. Um, all right. So there you go. Paranoid stream podcast available in the iTunes store. Now I'm, I'm, I'm gun shy. I keep waiting for some fuckhead to come through with a goddamn jet engine on his shoulder to clean up a leaf. Uh, oh, it's our friend, Rob Matsushita, who I've mentioned many times before. Rob's got the knife drop podcast again. I think they've ceased production on it. Uh, but I want Rob to continue to do the thing he's supposed to do for me. So I'm going to go ahead and plug his show now. <laughs> Uh, it's a quid and a pro and eventually a quo, I would assume. So, uh, I'll just tell you the knife drop podcast available is the, is in on anchor and pod Bay and stitcher and everywhere else. You can find a podcast that you might like go listen to him and uh, big fucking Joe gravy as they talk about movies and shit like that. It's going to be fantastic. Check it out now. Why wouldn't you, you should friend friendo. I call you right now. Uh, friendo seems aggressive. Just friend. Let's be my pal. You're my pal, right? You and I are close. We're all in this together, folks. Just be close with me. Me, you, Big Joe Gravy, fucking fridge with a goddamn toupee, all that stuff. All of us. We're all friends. Uh, all right. So here's the thing, man. I'm on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm there every day playing video games. 
which I know sounds like a, a just a fucking dumb way to pass the time, but it's fun, man. And I will tell you this. I've started doing just chatting streams. One of the reasons this show is coming out on Friday is because the other day I did a two hour chat and, uh, and I felt like I would be repeating myself if I did another, like, a, a, you don't care, but it's the brain is a weird thing. Uh, but I did a two hour chat that's available. It's archived. If you want to go see that, go, Hey, you know what? That's like a bonus podcast. So we get to see Mike and he was wearing a baseball hat. That's right. I wore a baseball hat during that fucking chat. That was on uh, what day was that? Tuesday? No, Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Actually, I did the two hour chat on Wednesday. Uh, and now I'm still playing a game called the Witcher, but I will tell you this. It depends on when you listen to this. I'll be done with the Witcher because we're in the middle of the final big fucking vampire, vampire Dukeru, the vampire Rowdy Dow. Uh, and I think I should be done with the, the Witcher tonight. And then I'm moving into another game. I'm not sure what game I'll be playing. Uh, I know Ahmad, who is one of the co-CEOs of this show, along with Jeremy from Emerald Alawadi LLC. Ahmad's got a request for what he wants me to play. Uh, I'm also might play a scary game. I can't figure it out, but I'll be doing something else, but it's every day. If you want to see it, subscribe twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, follow and subscribe over there. You'll always know when I'm on, it'll pop up on your phone or it'll alert you wherever you got your Twitch and tell you that I'm out there doing stuff. And then like I said, you can peek into my house and see me play games or just watch me do a just chatting yesterday. I ate Mexican candy on, on the air. I ate some squinkles. They were delicious. Uh, I, you know what? And this made no sense, but I'll say it now. They had pineapple flavored squinkles filled with tamarind filling. All right. That sounds like a decent, you know, you can't, you can't shake a stick at a Mexican guy without getting some tamarind on you. So then that's how it works. Uh, There's tamarind in all of their delicious things. And then, but the other squinkles were, get this, watermelon flavored squinkles filled with watermelon, which that, that seems redundant. And yet I will tell you this, it completely worked. The, the guys over at Big Squinkle knew exactly what the fuck they were doing with the watermelon-watermelon combo. And the pineapple tamarind was also good because it tasted like pineapple, but it had a little bitter uh, in the tamarind flavor. And also, I will tell you this, there was spice. Ay, ay, little caliente. Uh, and it says it right on there, Mexican hot candy. And I, I ate it on camera. It was delicious. So go out and get some squinkles. They sponsor the show now. Pineapple squinkles with, filled with tamarindo. And then, of course, some watermelon squinkles filled with watermelon. You think that's redundant, but it's just double delicious. That's double D's. You want to put a couple of double D's in your mouth? Go get a watermelon, watermelon squinkle and choke that down. Fucking heat it up and delicious. Get some goddamn fire on your palate. Mmm, squinkles. It actually sounds like slang for a butthole. All right. Uh, uh, You know what I did? I fucking, I just parked my tongue right in her squinkle. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Fucking bent her over. Licked up from her calves all the way up the back of her fucking knees. Nibbled on her thighs and then buried my face face first between her cheeks and went tongue deep in her fucking squinkle. I let her fucking have it. I ate her pussy from the back and I didn't forget the squinkle. Woohoo, baby! Quarantine, but a long fucking time. Banging my fucking dick on a goddamn desk. Just slamming my cock into a desk every day. All right. Uh, Just banging a drawer on it. Just slam, slam, slamming my junk drawer on it. Calm down, you. Uh... (laughs) So, uh, so if you want to see me get tongue deep and squinkle, you want to sign up on Twitch. <laughs> you guys are out forever. Uh, Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I'm there. Find me. I'm great. Want to book me for a cameo? Of course you do. Hire me for cameo, please. Book cameo. If you want to get some of this magic, if you want me to talk about squinkles to your aunt or whatever the fuck you want to tell your high school best friend about how much you envied his squinkle in the shower, please <laughs> sign me up. Cameo, you put it on your phone, book Cameo is the app. Uh, Look for it in the iTunes store and then find me. 
And John Cleese is on there now, so you're never going to hire me now. The Minister of Silly Walks is on fucking Cameo. Why the fuck would you ever dream of booking me? And, I, and John Cleese, as we know, told me I was funny and, and laughed at a joke I made. So I, I, my life is golden. I'm gravy from this fucking point on. Might not be Big Joe gravy, but I'm gravy as much as I could possibly be gravified. I'm gravified, man. Cleese liked me. Gave me a chuckle. Fucking laughed at John Cleese laugh. Oh. I think I've told you this story, but I'm going to tell you it again. There was a Monty Python documentary. And John Cleese was relating the story of a sketch that he was in with Michael Palin. And now I tell you, one of my favorite sketches is they're, they're talking about a plane. It's a flying sheep. And, uh, and they're both speaking French. It's Michael Palin and John Cleese. Well, John Cleese is speaking French. He's got a handlebar mustache, like a curly mustache. And then he takes it off and he puts it on Michael Palin's face. And then Michael Palin starts speaking, starts speaking in French. They can only speak when they have the mustache on and they only speak French. And then Michael Palin, he takes the mustache, he puts it back on Cleese and it's kind of falling off and Michael Palin can't stop laughing. It's, it's so great. But there's another scene that they're in later. And John Cleese is relaying it. He's like, he's trying to explain the scene. And he said, all right, it's like uh, he's on the street and he comes up and he approaches Michael Palin, who's a police officer. And he's trying to tell him that he's uh, been robbed or something's going on. And then they cut to the scene. And the scene is John Cleese walking up and he's just like, oh, he just, uh, he starts explaining a crime. And Michael Palin's going, well, I'm afraid there's not a lot we can do about that. Cleese is like, oh. And then Palin goes, you want to go back to my place? And Cleese, Cleese is the cop. And Cleese is like, yeah, all right. And then they just walk off. They come back to Cleese telling the story, you know, years later. He's crying. He's laughing so hard. He goes, you want to come back to my place? <laughs> Wonderful. He's like, he's so, he loves it so much. And to see him just fucking loving it so much was worth it for me. Like I said, I love, I, like, I loved seeing Letterman happy, seeing John Cleese happy, seeing him laughing. Because, uh, you know, that, that's all it's about now, right, folks? Isn't it all about laughing as we sit here? And watch a world on fire. We watch a we watch a man on fire like Denzel Washington go through a world on fire and cut guys' fingers off. But don't you just want to laugh instead? If you do, book John Cleese on Cameo. Don't book me. <laughs> John Cleese is on fucking Cameo. What the fuck, man? Ric Flair, all these dudes. And I get it. It makes sense. All the fucking walls are being torn down. There is no there are no more arbitrators. There's no more celebrity, really. Uh, but boy, do I get priced out the, the ass end of that fucking app. If you wind up going with Cleese or flair, I'm just want 20 bucks of which I get 15. Come on, give cameo five bucks. Book me to do something. I'll talk. Uh, so that exists. Put it on your phone. And if you want to book me great, if you don't, that's totally fine too. I get it. Uh, let's do this. Let's talk about this. Patreon exists. That's right. I have a Patreon page and, uh, and you're out there. You're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, why you're still on Patreon? I am. And you know what? This week we have, uh, new people. New people to talk about on Patreon, new people to thank on the air. Let's talk about our friend Bob Aarons. Uh, Bob Aarons is a new subscriber to Patreon. Thank you so much for going ahead and contributing. I appreciate that very much, Bob. Uh, you're the best. And uh, I, don't, I've, I don't know if you and I have ever really interacted in, in social media. Usually I can recognize a name, but this name looks completely new to me. Uh, but Bob Aarons, thank you for coming on board the Patreon and supporting the show. That's super cool. And I will also tell you this, Bob Aarons, uh, you sound like... Uh, your name sounds like a math teacher I had in high school who was Barb Aarons. And uh, and we called Barb, <laughs> Barb Aarons the walrus when we were kids because we were awesome. And uh, and Barb and all right, I'm going to tell the story and I don't know if I can get through it without cracking up, but I will. Um, 
when I was getting, I don't know what the fuck happened. I, it was like my bad. I didn't have a bachelor party really. Did I? Not really. Whatever. I, I went up with some weird porn. And in the porn that I had, there was a book of a bunch of like personal ads. And there was a woman in the personal ads who looked like barbarians. And my buddy Jeff made note of the fact that it looked like barbarians. And, uh, and, and so she was in there and you had to put, you know, some way to entice a guy to rail you or whatever the fuck. And, and he literally went, hi, I'm Barb the Walrus Aarons. I, uh, what the fuck is it? I, hi, um, I, I gotta get it right. Hi, I'm Barb the Walrus Aarons. Uh, I used to wear, I, I used to wear a brown pantsuit all the time. Now I'm looking to get worked. And, and I could, he, he did that. He said it out loud. Uh, Hey, I'm Barb, the walrus errands. I used to, I used to teach math. Now I'm looking to get worked. Whatever the fuck it was. I've got, I've got the first line, right. And the last line, right. And those are the important lines because I could not stop laughing. I mean, I, I literally fell to my knees laughing. So because I was laughing so hard because the very fact that she would call herself the walrus in the ad is, is that might be my favorite thing in history. She didn't know because she had no idea she was the walrus. She just knew she was Miss Aaron's. But for some reason she would, not only would she place an ad in a swingers magazine using her real face, but then she would reveal her occupation and her name along with the nickname given to her by students that she didn't even know she had. Hi, I'm Barb, the walrus errands. Uh, I used to, uh, I used to teach math. Now I'm looking to get worked. God damn it. I've, I, I literally collapsed like my knees. I, w- I couldn't stand up. I was laughing so fucking hard at the thought of, cause again, if you ever think seriously, you're dead. So the very fact that she would use this fictional nickname that we gave her in her swingers ad, like that would ever get railed. Like that was the thing. That was the key to her getting fucked was that she was the, I'm high on Barb, the walrus errands. Oh dude. So fucking great. Um, so, Hey, so Bob Aaron's, you sound like Barb Aaron's if, uh, if she was in, if Marv Weber, you know what you said, if the university of Illinois track coach, Marv Weber said, Bob Aaron's, he would, Bob Aaron's, he would say it like that. So perhaps that's who you are. Are you Marv Weber's rendition of Bob, the Wabers Aaron's? Maybe you are. Um, look at all the greatest hits from the past coming up because we got nothing to talk about now because the planet is suffering a suffocating mask filled death. Uh, so Bob Aaron's, thank you for upping, uh, and joining up and, and, and with the Patreon, you're super cool to support the show. Let's also talk about our friend Oliver Rechbein. That's right. I pronounce it like that. Cause he's from Germany. He might not actually be from Germany. I believe he is. Uh, I've hung out with Oliver. Oliver came to town once and we went out to dinner. Uh, it was me and him and my ex-wife and his, uh, I, I believe then girlfriend now wife. <clears throat> my throat is all scratchy. <clears throat> Although she may may just still be his girlfriend, Pia. But Oliver and Pia came to town and we had a fantastic time. Oliver was already a Patreon subscriber, but he bumped up his amount per month. And uh, holy fuck, are you the coolest, Oliver? Thank you so much for thinking of me. I appreciate it very much. I hope you and Pia are doing well. I actually, I reached out to Pia on Facebook as she posted a, fi- a picture uh, about a month ago or something. And I wrote to her and then she wrote back to me. I think I actually covered this again because I think I mentioned you some other time recently. Am I in a just, I don't know this again, the world is ending. What the fuck do I know? But Oliver, thank you, man, for stepping up your Patreon uh, 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 monthly donation. Bob Aarons, thank you for jumping in. Uh, Oliver, I hope Pia 
is doing well. And I hope you're both uh, staying safe and healthy out there in, uh, in whatever country you're living in these days. So thank you. And anybody else who wants to join Patreon, you can do that. Patreon.com slash the 40 year old boy, or just Google Mike Schmidt, Patreon. You'll find me on there. You can sign up and I'd appreciate it very much. It helps the show. And, uh, and you're nice to think of me. That's great. I appreciate it very much. Um, if you go to Mike Schmidt comedy.com, you can go to the, uh, well, first of all, go to the merchandise page, which is the Joe business page, and you'll find the Amazon link. Go ahead and use our Amazon link, please. Uh, it's available now. Go ahead and click on that. It costs you nothing but five seconds. You find the website, you go to the merchandise page, you click on that. Now you're shopping. It costs you nothing extra, but the time it takes to find the the, the code. I will tell you this too. Uh, I just got an email from them this week that they have slashed uh, all of the affiliates profits, like, um, stuff that was normally, I was getting like 5% or 6% on, I'm now getting 2% or 1% on, which whatever everybody, we all got to tighten our belts, even a guy who's worth $71 billion. Uh, but it still means that, uh, using the Amazon link helps me. It's just, if you use it a little more, that'd be cool. If you're using, just don't forget, I guess is my point. If you're already using it, you're already using it. But if, uh, if you haven't used it, now's the time to try the Amazon link. And, um, I'm asking you just to keep it in your head. You know, just don't forget to use the Amazon link if you can. That'd be great because uh, it's probably going to cut what I get from them every month in half, which, uh, you know, not, again, not ideal, but you're not going through anything that's ideal at this point. You're all furloughed or lying in your homes or you don't know what's going on. That's why it's so important to me that people sign up for Patreon and people use the Amazon link um, because this is, you know, it's my job. And, and it's my job to tell you about it. And I also feel fucking weird telling you about it. Cause again, you guys are going through the same thing I'm going through. Uh, you're probably on Patreon. You've probably got an only fans. Who's got an only fans out there. Hey ladies, <laughs> Hey ladies, get, 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 get funky. Hi beasties. Uh, all right. So if you got an only fans, tell me I'll plug it. Why not? Uh, so please Use the Amazon link. It's at the uh, MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Go to the Joe Business page, which is the merchandise page. Click on the link and shop if you're buying anything, and then we get a taste of it. Uh, I'd appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Again, Cameo, Patreon exists, Amazon. These are ways to support the show. Uh, Also on the website, in the upper left-hand corner of almost every page, you'll find a PayPal link. There's a little Schmitty there with his pocket out. says Donate. And uh, doing that helps you support the show uh, like these people have. And these are names that you've heard, but they unbelievably stepped up and helped the show again. Let's talk about our friend Christian Argill. Christian stepped up and sent a donation and then followed it up with a chaser. He's like, hey, uh, he's, well, first he donated, which was fucking amazing. And then on Facebook, he said, hey, man, I uh, sent you a little top off this month, uh, but now you have to stare at this picture of me and my cat. And uh, and they looked fucking just uh, regal. Regal's the use. That. You know, that's the word I would use, regal. He and his cat just looking regal in this photo, straight facing me looking like a box of fucking cough drops, looking good. Uh, Christian Argyle, uh, Argyle, thank you so much for the Argyle, Argyle, I'm not sure. But either way, he was nice enough to think of me and send a PayPal donation, which you can too if you click that link on the website. Uh, and of course, our great friend Sabrina Morgan stepped up as well. I I can't speak highly enough about her. She's reached out to me on Twitter. We've had a back and forth and talked on there. She actually popped into the stream on Twitch and saw me on there as well, which was pretty cool. Uh, and she did an unbelievably nice thing by helping me out here via PayPal and, uh, and they had her hired me for a cameo a while ago, Sabrina Morgan. Thank you so much for thinking of me and supporting the show and doing what you can to go ahead and keep us afloat. I guess again, I know it's a fucking weird time for everybody, man. I, 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 I <laughs> it's weird to ask for money anyway, any week, but now, you know, when a, I probably need it more than I would any other week and B 
when you need just as much money as I fucking do, it's strange. Please know that there is conflict inside me bringing the plugs to you, but at the same time, this is my gig. So I take the opportunity. So if you can help, great. People like Bob and Oliver, Sabrina and Christian, thank you again for helping and thinking of me. All you people who are Patreon subscribers, uh, anybody who sent a dime, anybody who supports on Twitch, uh, Jeremy, who goes above and beyond Manny Mo. all you guys are fucking fantastic and helping out the show. And, uh, and let's talk about our great friend, Bruce McDonald, who also sent uh, a, a crazy donation via PayPal. Thank you so much, Bruce, for thinking of me. Um, every dime counts. It's funny. People will apologize. They'll say, oh, man, I only sent three bucks. Oh, man, I only sent a couple of bucks. Hey, man, that's three bucks I didn't fucking have. Thank you for thinking of me. Just the very fact that you would even think of me and try to include me and send me some money to support the show. Uh, it's, it's fucking, you know, it's borderline goddamn heartwarming. That's what I'll tell you. So thank you so much. Keeping me afloat, keeping whatever dream I might have alive. And uh, again, like I said, we're good for this month. We're probably good for May. And then we'll see what happens in June. I could be homeless. I could be doing the show from wherever the fuck. Who knows? But as long as I've got a laptop and an outlet and a microphone, you're going to get a fucking show. Uh, is it sometimes on Friday? It is. It's sometimes Thursday? Possibly. Saturday? We're going to avoid Saturdays from this point on. It's going to be Thursday or Friday. You're going to get the show. And by that, I mean Thursdays from now on, right? I'm going to be better. I've got to be fucking better. Um, but thank you, Bruce McDonald, for thinking of me, Sabrina Morgan, Christian Argyll, Bob Ahrens, Bob Ahrens, and Oliver Reichbein. Uh, you all are so great. And thank you for thinking of me and everybody, like I said, who gives on Twitch, follow, subscribe on Twitch. Uh, Patreon is big. PayPal is big cameo. Hire me for those. If you would, um, it's all incredibly appreciated. Like I said, I used to say, Hey man, this is absolutely appreciated, but definitely not necessary. Well, we've kind of hit the point where it's necessary. If, if I'm going to have a show and stay afloat and I'm not saying like, Oh, boo hoo, you know, contributor will shoot this dog. I'm just saying, thanks. And it's nice that you think of me and I appreciate you doing so. And I hope you'll continue to do so going forward because I recognize that now more than ever, there are a lot of people out there and a lot of people tugging at your entertainment dollar. And also your regular bills have encroached on your entertainment dollars and said to them, Hey, you know what? Guess what? You got to pay a fucking light bill, motherfucker. Don't be giving money to podcasts. You got to go ahead and keep the fucking lights on. So I get this, man. You know, I grew up poor and, and, and scraped by. So if you can help, great. If you can't, that's fine. If you keep listening, that's all that matters. That's the most important thing. And uh, and we'll get through this. Everybody, you, me, them, everybody, everybody, everybody. <clears throat> now, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I don't know if I should do this or not. Well, we're already at a buck and a half, right? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to put another. But I mean, what the fuck is more content? You're, you've already got another show. See, here's the deal. I had planned on just putting out a rerun this week, you know, I, and I, I thought of this last week. I was like, all right, because I knew there wasn't going to be much to talk about. It was going to be relentless and, and a lot of bullshit going on. And we're all trying to figure out what the fuck is happening. And I didn't know if you wanted to hear me stewing and, and griping and whatever the fuck. Um, so I had I actually had, you know, me, I like to do this thing where I go back time machine style to, hey, let's look at three years ago today. Let's look at five years ago today. Well, it just so happens that seven years ago today uh, was was a, a fun show and an interesting show. And uh, and I, I listen. I, and also, look, man, it's fucking hysterical. I'm hysterical. There's a, there's a thing. Everybody's there's one phrase from this show that you that everybody remembers because it actually made it into the next year's uh, <laughs> intro. 
<laughs> and so everybody remembers that and they all know what it was. And so, um, but I listened back to the show and there's a ton of shit in there. That's fucking hysterical. There is, the, there's a, I, I, all I'm going to say is there's something involving a rope and train tracks, which made me laugh out loud. I was just like, God. And just because the word, the word choice, uh, I'm funny. So I'm going to jerk off for you right now and tell you just how funny I am, everybody. So I'll tell you this, uh, part of me wasn't going to put this out. Well, should I, but that's the thing is I don't even know, man. Like we already got a buck and a half here. Maybe, you know what? I can't attach it. Cause that, that'll look like a, all right, I'm going to put this out. I'll tell you what, I'll put this show out and I might release the way back machine flashback one too. We'll see. Uh, and if I do, I'll record an intro for it. Uh, let me go run a fucking, I'll run a poll. Why am I going to run a poll? Just fucking do it. Right. There's no point to do that. <laughs> I hate this part. Because part of me, because because I will be honest with you, the old show is like two and a half hours long. So if I attach that on here now, you're looking at a four hour fucking file and you're going to be like, oh, nobody wants to fucking listen to four hours of me. It's bad enough. I got an hour and a half of me right now. I will tell you, though, this made me laugh, too, on, on fucking Twitter today. Uh, you know what the ringer is? It's a fucking website. Bill Simmons just sold for two hundred million dollars. What the fuck? God damn. Just and good for him, man. I you know, I'm not begrudging him anything. That guy worked his ass off. I read him forever. He wrote a ton of fucking great stuff. It's only recently that I soured on him. And by recently, I mean, in the last five years, you know, once he became a media mogul, I just kind of was like, yeah, I'm out. I liked him in the beginning. Um, it just wasn't for me anymore. I outgrew it. Wasn't anything he did. But uh, but he you know, they have podcasts on the ring or whatever the fuck. So he put out today, they put out a podcast and it was, I think it was Mina Kimes or Sarah Spain. I don't know. Some woman I follow and she's like, uh, me today. Hey, can we keep this podcast short? End result. One hour, 27 minutes. Oh, I can't believe it's so long, but here it is. It's a, it's a content. And I'm like, you fucking amateurs. How dare you? Yo, oh, oh, you wanted to keep it short. And then you came in at a, you clocked in at almost 90 minutes. Well, good for you. I put out two hours every fucking week. You bastards. Now look, does anybody like my two hours? No, they don't. Everybody hates it. But so fucking what? I still churn it the fuck out. If I had a restaurant that made bad food, at least I'm making goddamn food. Baby people keep ordering the stuff. Uh, I always laugh at the people with the arbitrary bullshit. Let's keep this short. And then they, they, and then they gloat. Oh, Let's spike the football. We did an hour and 27 minutes. Really? Really? All right. Good for you. Hey, and as I look at this now, guess what? I'm at an hour and a half. All right. Uh, and not that that matters. I'm not swinging my dick around in the podcast world. Longer isn't always better. Um, although I guess it isn't when you're talking about your dick. Maybe there you go. Actually, longer is absolutely better. Uh, and I don't want to have the girth versus width versus length fucking argument right now. We all know where the, who the winner is there. Uh, we really don't. We just be everything. You try to have as much girth and length as you possibly can. That's that's what I. That's my advice to you, Cox. If you came to me, if the Cox was like, Mister Schmidt, what should we do? Well, be as girthy and as lengthy as you possibly can. What if we can only choose one? Don't ask me, man. What am I, the fucking cock arbiter? I can't tell you what to do. Pick a lane, girth or length. I can't blame you. You know, do you want to be an inch long but as wide as a sewer manhole cover? Or do you want to be as long as a garden hose, but you can some can't even roll a marble through it? It's up to you. What do you think is going to satisfy the ladies, Cox? I address this to you, Cox. Stand at attention and listen to me. Salute me, motherfuckers, because I'm going to tell you right now. You can go garden hose with non-marble, or you can go one-inch manhole cover. Take it, take your pick. Pick a fucking lane. Grow up and make it work for you. That's how we want to do it. And keep an eye out for the fucking flashback episode. I might put that up because what the fuck else are we doing, right? Doesn't it make sense? I actually entertain that coming into these years of going. Well, I have a fucking 500 episode goddamn uh, catalog. I could probably use that by putting out a Monday episode where it's every, you know, Monday and the new, new one on Friday. And 
And now here we are. I'm just stepping on my dick on a Friday and putting out whatever the fuck so you guys will listen to it. And we actually had to stand down for fucking air leaf blower dudes. And and, and we're all trapped inside. Do you want to hear old shows? I don't fucking know. Whatever. And don't answer me. Don't I can do what I want. If you don't, cause I'll tell you what, I can still put it up. If you don't want to listen, it doesn't matter. Remember I did that thing a few months ago. I'm like, or not even a few weeks. It kind of felt like months. A few weeks ago. I'm like, people are writing and they're like, if I was to do a talk show on a Friday, um, on Instagram live, would anybody watch Teehee, I think I should. All you want is people to say yes. It's all you want is to get jerked off. Just fucking do it, man. Don't ask for permission. Just do shit. If nobody watches, guess what? The public has decided. Take it from a guy that the public decided on a long fucking time ago, baby. You just got to shove shit down their fucking throat. You can't do that. You got to, you, you just can't, you can't go out and be like, do you think maybe we could? No, no, fuck no, maybe. Don't ask permission. Just fucking do it, baby. You don't, you, you're not going to, you, you don't need consent to foist your content on everybody. Content's not your cock. Cock, you need consent. Content, just fucking throw it out there. Everybody can fucking grab it. That's fine. Woohoo, load it. Download it, baby. Keep this content. Take it. Take it as deep as you fucking can. Take this content as deep as I fucking give it to you. Oh, I'm gonna, you know what? My content's going directly into your squinkle. You got a squinkle full of my content right now. Oh, dude, make, oh, clench. Do me a favor, clench. Yeah, clench. There you go. Clench and grab that. Clench that squinkle and grab that content and fucking hold it up inside you. I want to watch it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put some content in your squinkle. We're going to go out. And then about halfway through the night, I'm going to make you show it to me. I'm going to make you turn around and show me that fucking content that's all the way up in your squinkle. Oh, yeah. I want to see your fucking squinkle packed, packed with content. Show me that fucking content-packed squinkle whenever we go out for fucking this, that, and the other goddamn Podcast! Podcast!